In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. My mama, mama, mama. I want to scream so loud for you. I'm so proud of you and uh, let me tell you what I'm about to do mama you know I act a fool but I promise you I'm going back to school and I appreciate what you allow for me and uh hey mama this that shit that make you move mama get on the floor and move your booty mama we the blast masters blasting up the jungle Cutie, cutie, make sure you move your booty. Shake that tin in the city of sin. And hey, shawty, I know you want to party. And the way your body looking make me really feel not.
Folks, Mama said knock you out. <laughs> Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. Now, of course, I, I, you know what? When I sit, when I sit down to do these things, I, I try to find a mashup, and then I was like, oh, it's mom, it's it's Mommy's Day, it's Mother's Day, and I love my mother Becky, and she's a mother to all of us in some fashion, as I told her, and um. And so then I started thinking of songs with mother and mom, and then I I just jammed a bunch of them together. And I'm sure um, somebody out there, what the heck is this this kid doing out there? This is crazy stuff. Uh, but um, I do want to say uh, I don't even know if my mom really listens anymore. I think she picks and chooses. Uh, maybe like you guys as well, which is totally fine. Uh, if any, there's, if new listeners are out there, hi, hello, how are you? Welcome. Uh, everybody is welcome. We do a lot of podcasts here. And when I say we, I mean me and, uh, you can pick and choose. You can see which guest you like, which topic you like. And there are usually timestamps like uh, today's guest, Sophie Ross, always the co-host on Monday. And you can skip right to her because she's worth it. She is worth skipping right to. But um, I wanted to really quickly say, um, you know, the obligatory and, and by obligatory, I mean something that I really feel is that I, I love my mom very much. And I was thinking about that today and I was thinking about that when I talked to her on the phone uh, for a very long time. And uh, I, I, you know, it, <laughs> what are you going to say? And and by the way, I also want to say this, you know, being on Instagram a lot, it it sometimes is good or it sometimes opens your eyes. And I know sometimes I was reading that mother's mother mother's day can be triggering to some people. And, uh, you know, maybe somebody that's lost their mother or, um, or is going to be a mother. It, it, it takes all kinds. And I'm definitely not trying to trigger anybody. Um, but, um, I, I, I really want to say I'm very lucky. And I know that I'm very lucky for so many reasons, but one of those is my mother. You guys have heard her on the show. Uh, if you are new to the show, you will hear her on the show. And I've never met a woman that has been so behind me, so supportive of me, so scared for me. Uh, when I talked to her on the phone tonight, she, uh, I'm really letting her sweat out my tax situation. I think I'm going to wait till the final moment because, uh, she's, I think it gives her something to do to remind me to do my taxes. And I got the, I got the double whammy. This must've been the night of her life because I also let her ask me about like, when are you going to get a job? You know, this podcasting's cute. When are you going to, when are you going to get a job? And, um, I didn't know. I said, mom, California, we're still shut down completely. I, I, uh, the pandemic's in full swing in Los Angeles. We've, I've not been out of my mom. There's no jobs to be had in Los Angeles. I guess I have to keep podcasting for the time being. <laughs> so I don't know how much longer I can, I, I don't know. Maybe I can convince her of this until like September. Who knows? Uh, but in all seriousness, um, I don't know. Like my mom is one of my best friends and I sometimes, oh, also new listeners. I share a lot, uh, too much. But um, I grew up in Olathe, Kansas. My dad was a traveling salesman. Monday through Friday, my dad would be gone. Uh, he'd be there on the weekends. And I love my dad very much and really an amazing dad. And I appreciate him so much more every year that goes by. But my mom was there all the time, you know. And uh, she uh, is just one of the most the hardworking, uh, wonderful ladies uh, that, that, uh, that you could meet. And really would give you the shirt off her back 
um, and not just me. I mean, anybody. She has a kindness in her. I mean, also a hardness, but she also has a kindness in her that 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 I wish I had more of. And I think maybe a lot of us sometimes think that I, I wish I wish I could be so insanely successful so she wouldn't have to worry about me because I know she does. And I uh, there's actually a, a, a guest this week. Actually, I, I can't wait because I'm going to have to interview my mom. But it involves my mom being so on top of things that she's already planned out, um, you know, her possible her, you know, if she ever dies, which I don't think she will. She's planned out an exact thing. Like if this happens, Ryan, you board this plane, you come home. This is this. You take this out. You know, like we've done dry runs for this to happen. And she only does that because she wants things to be easy for me. She doesn't want to ever be a burden. And I I just am sometimes in awe of how she is and how she can be and just how much she can get done in a day. I, uh, I, I, this might be annoying to you guys, but um, I guess uh, I would say start a podcast and, and then you could do the same thing. My mom has allowed me to chase dreams um, so much and, uh, and believed in me so much, even when I didn't believe in myself. And I think that says everything that you need to know about my mother. And, um, I wanted to tell you a quick story, uh, that I always find really funny and a little heartwarming is that when I was in high school or maybe it was college, it was high school or college, my mom loves Sir Michael Bolton, the, uh, you know, he's a he's a crooner and he had really long, glorious, curly hair back in the 90s. And my mom was in love with him. And my parents, there was a, it was a big Michael Bolton, Kenny G household, if that says anything. But my mom and dad um, got tickets to Michael Bolton. And then my dad was like, I don't I don't really want to go. So I took my mom to go see Michael Bolton at a place called Desert Sky Pavilion in Arizona. I think it's a, another concert venue. Called, it's called another concert venue now. And this was on the tail end of Michael Bolton being like a huge uh, figure in the 90s. Like he was on the downswing, which sucks. But my mom was really excited to go see him. And we got lawn seats. But it was, it was I remember going and it was like maybe like half full to the point where uh, staff was saying, Hey, you can come get good seats. If you want, you can get out of the lawn and come in there. And my mom was like, Oh, so excited. And when Michael Bolton hit the stage, I watched my mom turn into a 13 or 14 year old girl. And I could see that in her eyes. And she was just so excited and she was very reserved, but you could tell she was very excited. And I said, mom, you can, uh, you know, let's have fun. Like, you know, you can, you can, you can be crazy. And she threw her underpants on the stage and uh, no, no, but she did. She screamed and she was like, Oh, it was just, it was so cool to see your mom, like how she would have been as a kid. And I know uh, my mom grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and she was dirt poor and uh, her and my aunt Kathy, who has passed away. And I know my mom loved loves my aunt Kathy dearly and my, my grandma Davis who has passed away as, uh, as well. And my mom really did something amazing with her life. Um, she, uh, she had me and she had my sister, 
No, but she also just has affected so many people, and she's had so much love in her heart. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that. I'm sure you hear it every week or two when she's on. But uh, I f- was trying to think of my mom today because I live in California and she lives in Arizona, and I wish I could have been with them. And I got to talk to her tonight when she was a little wine drunk, which is always fascinating. Um, but mom, if you're listening, I love you. And, uh, thank you so much for being my mom and you guys now on with the show. Oh my God. Did I, did I give you douche chills? Did I, was that too much? might've been too much. It's okay. It's okay. Um, let's, let's, uh, today is Sophie Ross. So we've got a, a huge pop culture, um, episode for you that covers everything. We go hard on Summer House, which by the way, if you wanted to go even harder on Summer House, I have a full recap on the Patreon with Emily Clayton, an hour and a half episode. It's a couple bucks a month if you want to join. If not, I totally get it. Times are tough. But now I think we have like 120 episodes on there. Uh, NYC prep, um, full uh, breakdowns. We, I mean, by the way, uh, Kim and Croy, the Beermans, uh, they canceled Don't Be Tardy for the Party this week, which was a show on Bravo. But me and Maritza Lopez, we covered the whole last season of Don't Be Tardy. That's on there. I mean, just so many things. We covered the entire season of Summer House. We covered the entire season of Potomac. We've covered so many things on that Patreon. So that's there if you ever need more. And I know I don't really give you a lot of chance to need a lot more, but I would be re- remiss to tell you, you know, to not tell you it's there. And also, if you want to support me and my mom, please write me five star. Please rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Okay, that's out of the way. Um, am I allowed to make fun of Jax? Could, would you guys allow me this? Would you allow me this one thing? And this might be in poor taste, so I'm gonna gonna let you know that off the bat. But. I don't know if this is a miracle or what is happening, but they had their baby Cruz. And we talk a little bit about this in the episode with uh, Sophie, but it it is freaking me out because on Jax's Instagram page, I had a couple people send me this. Um, Jax's baby, Cruz, wrote a post to Brittany. Well, I mean, to be fair, Jax wrote the first part and then Cruz takes over and writes the second part. Um, So he puts a post up here and guys, I'm sorry. I just don't believe anything this man says, but he says, what can I say about this amazing woman? She's my best friend, my wife, and now the mother of my child watching you go through this pregnancy. Now, I guess this is to Brittany watching you go through this pregnancy the last nine months. Correct. Uh, has been absolutely incredible. You were absolutely so positive through a pregnancy that was not easy on you. That's nice. Now with the birth of our son, you have grown into the woman you were born to be. I love you with all my heart. Thank you for the greatest gift. Our little boy Cruz. Thank you for being the rock of our family. We would be lost without you. Um, okay. That's great. That's good. That's like a good male post, right? But then this is the part that is freaking me out. It says from our son, this boy is a month old and it is talking in full sentences and it is freaking me the F out people. Okay. It says mommy last mother's day. I was just a little twinkling star in the sky. Oh my God. Can anybody, can anybody verify this? Or all babies, little twinkling stars in the sky. I just, I know, I should know this already. I think I, I'm not into astronomy and any, and by the way, is this that Chinese satellite that crashed uh, somewhere 
in in America the other day. I mean, this it just so mommy last Mother's Day I was just a little twinkling star in the sky. You made a wish and dreamed of me, and now I am here with you. It if I read this in a a deeper voice, it might sound ominous. Like it would be like, um, you made a wish and dreamed of me, and now I am here with you. But then Cruz goes. He goes, comma, you're doing great, mommy. And you know what's so cool about genetics is that it seems like Cruz has already inherited his dad's poor use of grammar. And then it goes, happy first Mother's Day. Hashtag we love. Hashtag Mother's Day. Um, no, that's good. And it's sweet. And it, it is nice. I still don't buy anything. Uh, today, uh, Jax and Brittany were out with Lala and Randall at uh, uh in malibu which is very nice very fancy very she she um so congrats to jackson Brittany. had to start off there you you guys um can i play you something a little crazy before we get into sophie this was really funny i i saw this and it kind of just made me happy so i i don't really i know this might be bad of me i don't pay a lot of attention to megan fox I mean, I know she's extremely good looking and I know she's now dating Machine Gun Kelly after her and Brian Austin Green broke up, but I've never really like listened to interviews or something, you know, like I, I don't dislike her, but I've never paid that much attention to her until I saw this clip online uh, from, she was a guest on the Kelly Clarkson show. And I just want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. Even if you hit turbulence and you're like, I don't like how this feels. I would throw on certain music that I just knew I wasn't going to die to, which was like, for <laughs> me, that was Britney Spears, like the archives, like from when I was young. So like the Oops album or like, and I feel like, because you're not going to. Because you're not going to go out no, like that. I'm That's... not a girl. <laughs> like, I'm a woman. Oh my God. I'm not, That's not the soundtrack to my death. To your death. So. That always made me feel better. You it's also just you're funny. not going to, like, meet God on a, like, oh, baby, baby. And then you're dead, and you're like, you know all the mysteries of the universe in that moment. So for me, that was really helpful. I don't know. I loved that so much. I love that she's a weirdo. Like, I mean, that's not even that weird, but, like, I think thoughts like that. I, I mean, I, I've, I, don't, I know this might be simple, but I listened, and it made me really happy, so I wanted to play, play it for you guys. It's really the simple thing. And also... Uh, Kelly Clarkson, America, uh, just an American hero. I I think Kelly Clarkson is such a treasure. Um, and I, th- I mean, it, she has a successful talk show now, but I just think she has so many bops, so many sad songs, just so talented. Um, and I remember seeing her on that first season of American Idol, and it's so cool that she's still working. I mean, if you are in the entertainment industry, if you survive past a decade, that's like a miracle. So, like, congratulations to Megan Fox and to Kelly Clarkson. Um, uh, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really second guessing what I said about my mom earlier. Not what I meant, but I, I, I don't know if I, you guys needed to hear it. Maybe I'll cut that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, guys, I want to let you know what to watch this week. Uh, TV is just the most important thing to me. Uh, I'm so scared of anything that's going to tear me away from the old boob tube. But I want to tell you what there is to watch this week. And also, I watched this thing on HBO Max, or I started watching. It's called Generation Hustle on HBO Max. And it is a documentary series about scam artists. 
Uh, they have the Anna Delvey story. They have this uh, Hollywood, uh, st- I mean, just some wild stories. The WeWork guy, Adam uh, Newberger, I believe. But I watched the first episode and I really enjoyed it. So I want to recommend that if you guys have HBO Max. Um, let's see what else is out there this week. Um, let's just go through everything. This will include Bravo. And if you ever have any suggestions, please send them in. Uh, we've got a big week on the show this week. Tracy Morrissey will be stopping back by to talk about Real Housewives of New York and so many other things. Um, uh, a little person named Dumois will be stopping by. What if I was like, uh, Stephanie Perez Dumois will be... <laughs> what if I just gave her name? Um, Stephanie Anderson will... Uh, Dumois, as you know her, will be stopping Stopping by. Uh, no, I actually do not know her name, uh, but she'll be stopping by. We did both of those interviews uh, last week already, so um, I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Um, but yeah, let's get into the TV for this week, shall we? So as I'm recording this, it is Sunday, and I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta Part 3 reunion. Three for this season, which I don't think it deserved, but I will say the third part was the juiciest, was the most energetic. I mean, Marlo and Portia were kind of going at it. I mean, Kenya is not backing down just from sometimes being a horrible person, but she is so at peace with it. It's just fascinating to watch. Um, Drew, Drew Sedora, I went, I had so, I loved her so much in the beginning and now I dislike her so much. I mean, two episodes before the finale through the reunion, I went from a fan to like, oh my God, like cringe like you know she did a group prayer before they started talking about like uh the pastor and stuff and i'm just like this is so theatrical and so housewives in a way i mean so it's entertaining on that level but me personally i was just like it was just cringy you know what i'm saying um so real housewives of atlanta was on tonight and then watch what happens live they were wrapping up their week of really special shows with past cast members and they did uh you guys will still be able to catch it online or if you dvr'd it but they did all of the past bravo kids so we had brianna from the oc shane keogh from the oc we had brielle bierman riley burris Cairo from Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey daughters no Cynthia Bailey's daughter Noel. We had Gia from Jersey. We had Frankie Catan Frankie Frankie Catania Jr. Albie and Chris Manzo. They did not answer the the easiest question in the world is what's up with BLK Water. You had Ramona uh, Ramona's daughter Avery, and of course Brooks Marks, double K S. It's killer. Uh, Brooks Marks was wearing a new Brooks Marks original, which looked like a sports jacket with a giant Brooks Marks. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a ribbon, a large ribbon covering the nipple area. I, I don't even know fashion that well. All I know is I don't think Old Navy will be picking that piece up this season, at least. Um, but congratulations, Brooks. It was just really nice to see. I remember you guys. I... I started tearing up when Riley Burris went to college at the beginning of Atlanta this season. Like I grew up, like you guys got to know, I watched the, I watched every season of Atlanta. Like, I, I watched like the first, and, and it was so cool with Riley. You know what I like Riley in particular is because she was so shy. We got to see a, a couple clips of her and I just remember being so shy. So to see her become such a beautiful young lady and to go to college. And I just thought that was so neat. And and I'll, by the way, all the kids on this seemed like really awesome kids. I got to tell you, Gia drinks a little bit too much of mom's Kool-Aid, but I get it. Family is everything. Um, 
but uh, and she really went in on Jackie a little bit, saying, you know, Jackie caused a lot of problems for me, and and my mom was right to bring up that rumor that she made up, but potentially about Evan at the the first episode of this season. And by the way, Jersey is ending. Uh, Jersey's season finale, I believe, is this week, which is just wild. But Gia really, like Gia, uh, the Manzo brothers were there, and Andy asked, uh, "Do you think you know?" Teresa and and uh, their mom would ever make up, and she was like shake shaking her head no, and in a nice polite way. But it's just, man, Italians really know how to make family intense. Sometimes in the best way, and sometimes just intense. You know what I'm saying? But it was an hour long episode. It was really good, um, and it just it made me, you know, it made me proud. I feel like this is cool when we watch a network that has roots. You know, um. So uh, I thought that was that was great. So Monday, though, you might be asking what to watch Below Deck Sailing Yacht. You got to watch Below Deck Sailing Yacht, guys. It is having a great season. I'm telling you, the last 10 minutes of last week's episode was so amazing. I'm very excited for tomorrow night. Uh, it's not too late to pick it up, you guys. Tuesday, we have the second episode of Real Housewives of New York. Uh, maybe we will find out why Leah actually is converting to Judaism and why the fuck she still is with that guy, Peter Chip. Um, also Real Housewives of Dallas part two, the part two reunion. Uh, I will be covering part one with Kate Legeko on, on the old, uh, the old Patreon. I don't know if you guys heard part one on the pod last week. Kate is great. So I think you'll love that Wednesday, Real Housewives of New Jersey season finale Thursday, summer house is unfortunately gone. It has left us, but I think, you know what, by the end of that last reunion, I think I'm ready to, to, you know, to at least forget about Hannah and Paige and, and by the way, everybody in that cast for a second. But I really did love this season. Thursday, Top Chef is on and also the second episode of Million Dollar Listing New York. Uh, Friday, we have some interesting things on TV. Now, on Netflix, the Ryan Murphy um, TV show Halston will be released. And uh, Halston is played by Ewan McGregor. And supposedly, he took this very seriously. It kind of looks cool. I'm kind of interested to see what they do with it. The style, just, I mean, Halston and a great designer. So uh, I'm kind of interested to watch that. Also, we have, if you are, um, I don't know, I don't know who this appeals to, but I'll say it. High School Musical Season 2 premieres on Friday. And now, if you guys know High School Musical, that is... Um, is with that Olivia Rodrigo girl that does the driver's license song that everybody's freaking out. And, by the way, she will be the musical guest on the season finale of Saturday Night Live this Saturday. I can't believe they've already gone through a whole season. What did you guys think of the Elon Musk thing? Um, You know, weird. We live in weird times, don't we? And, uh, no, 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 no. Keegan-Michael... Keegan-Michael... Michael... The dude from Keegan, uh, Key and Peel. Oh, sorry, Michael. Key, Key. Okay, the one dude from Key and Peel is going to be host, and Olivia Rodrigo is going to be the musical guest. I think it actually is the second episode from the end. I'm, I'm all right, guys. I I haven't even drank um, in a couple days. Um, the Woman in the Window, Amy Adams movie, will be on Netflix. That's supposed to be good. And also, uh, Angelina Jolie's first film in a long time um, released, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, it will be released in theaters and in HBO Max. So that will be there for you on Friday as well. Now, Sunday, next Sunday, a week from now, uh, the ninth season of Shaws of Sunset will premiere on Bravo, followed by Married to Medicine. 
And then Sunday, uh, next Sunday, this today, Sunday, uh, the Z-Way talk show premiered on Showtime. If you don't know Z-Way, she is a hysterically funny comedian. Uh, she uh, writes on uh, Deuce, uh, is it Deuce and Marrow. I... I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, I just know they're both really funny on Twitter. I've never seen their Showtime show, but it's uh, supposed to be great. And I know she's a writer for that. She got really popular on Instagram and Twitter over this last year. And uh, I think deservedly so. So I'm excited to see what her talk show will be like. And her first guest tonight was Fran Leibowitz. And if you guys have listened to the pod, I really had, I got this weird fixation with Fran Leibowitz over the last year. There is um, uh, like a nine part series on Netflix called Pretend Pretend It's a City, I believe, produced by Martin Scorsese. And I just think the lady is brilliant. Uh, just a very funny, very special lady. Uh, I highly recommend that as well. Um, but yeah, that is all the TV. I'm sure there is way more stuff, but that is what I'm going to leave you with. Um, is everybody good? Did everybody have a good day? I hope everybody got to spend it, uh, doing something that they loved. I actually went on a very long hike this morning and I got to do a hill, uh, that I have not done, I think in like over eight months. And I gotta tell you when I had COVID over the, uh, the holidays, it messed with my breath control so much that I am so happy to have hiked this because it's just a straight up. The elevation is insane. And uh, as I get older, the, the knees aren't working as good and all of this stuff. So I was so happy to be able to out there and be able to complete it. So uh, you forget those little things or I've forgetten, forgotten those little things. Um, and also shout out to my friend Megan, who's been on the pod before she passed her, uh, bar exam for California. So she is now a licensed attorney in Chicago and, uh, California, which is crazy. And, uh, I haven't even done my taxes. So that, I don't know, take that for what, for what it is. Uh, you guys, this interview coming up is with Sophie Ross. She is just so great, as always. Um, I wanted to remind you, she wrote an article for Betches this week that came out, I believe, on Tuesday about Jen Shaw and the legal ramifications and things like that. I want everybody to click on it, read it if you can, support her. She uh, really does me a, a great service coming on every week. I, I, I just think she is a great, funny mind. So you guys, are you ready? Let's get into this. We cover it all. I and mean, we even get into Justin Bieber's dreads. We get into J-Lo and Ben Low. I keep wanting to say J-Lo and Ben Low. I think that should be a thing. J-Lo and Ben Low. Uh, we get into that. I mean, there's not really a topic we don't cover. So you guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week. You have got this. I don't know if that's true, but I feel it. I feel you've got this. I feel this is your week. I love you all. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Here is Sophie Ross. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 Can I kick it? Welcome Monday, you guys. It's Monday. We're doing this again. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Mondays are my favorite day because I have my co-host Sophie Ross with me. She is uh, right there on the couch. I can see her. She uh, doesn't look hungover. But are you hungover? 
Oh, uh, thank okay. you for saying that. I definitely am, but thank uh, you so much. <laughs> thank you. So I'm sure you look forward to these to, to start your week, don't you? Well, it's like something to make myself feel productive on Sundays when I'm hungover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, you know, you know, just so people don't think I'm being a bad uh, journalist podcaster, I would ask, you know, Sophie, you know, what happened? Why are you hungover? But we are, uh, we're, I'm, I'm not going to be asking about her dating life because I think her mom listens to this. And I personally, I, Mrs. Ross, I want to get to the bottom of this with you, but I think we need to let Sophie fly free and allow herself to have the romance she so desires. Is that correct, Thank Sophie? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I know my, I will share dating misadventures when I feel like it, but my mom, I have found out is like, you share more with Ryan Bailey about your personal life than you share with me. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to not share with anyone because it'll just be used against me. Oh, uh, see, Mrs. Ross, you're blow you're making the podcast less entertaining oh, now for Wait, wait, but also is it it's is this weird to say that should you be wishing me a happy Mother's Day today since I uh, am kind of now I'm really up there with Mrs. Ross, I feel, she thinks. Yeah. Oh, my God. I guess HMD. HMD. Um, <laughs> the person that I've been confiding with about my dating life. <laughs> I'm joking, Mrs. Ross. By the way, DM me. We'll 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 work this out. I, I think uh, maybe on the next Monday, Sophie can't do it. You can um, you can take play. you can. Yeah, you'll you'll recap this week's events. Now, I hate to start so seriously, but I do have to tell you something, Sophie, and it's something that I, I wanted to tell you much earlier, and I'm so sorry I am doing this now, uh, but I was produced to invite you on this podcast, and I producers That's had asked me- fucked up thing. <laughs> No, no, I, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Sophie's. No, 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 you, you, okay. Is that not the most ridiculous, disappointing revelation of all times? You're the only person I trusted. No, I actually, I actually, um, so it fit the (laughs) clues. It fit the clues that Amanda gave me. Yeah. And I actually wasn't disappointed by it. Because I think it hinges, so much of Hannah's delusions hinge on the fact that Luke invited her to Minnesota. (laughs) So much of her, like, literally, it's what she, she always brings it up. How many times did it get brought up at the reunion? She always uses it as, like, he was going to introduce me to his parents. Like, she uses it as a way to, like prove how serious they were when clearly Luke is like, I was just inviting, you know, my friends. And like the producers told me to ask her that way on camera. Like, I think that is kind of juicy in my opinion. But I also don't think it was like, uh, Andy goes, Lou, come on. And I, by the way, I love when Andy uh, has crushes on cast members or like, you know, if it's a good looking guy, Andy goes, come on, Luke, that's not true. And he's like, you funny guy, Luke. That's just not true, Luke. Wait, but did you not think that part was dubbed where Andy says that, where he says that's not true? Because I thought it was dubbed. Like, they dubbed that in later. I did not. (laughs) First off, 
it really, I want to like kudos for watching that closely. Now I feel like I'm like typing notes and I did oh, not I watched it. That. Okay. This sounds so embarrassing, but I was waiting for the reunion. I was like losing sleep, waiting for that reveal and waiting to watch the reunion part two. I was so excited that I have since watched it three times. I oh. have to pick up on every detail. Okay. Well, that's perfect that you're on today uh-huh. um, because I've watched it just twice now. And I have to say, just from personal opinions, I was so fired up with anger and piss and vinegar from that first one that the second one, I feel like I wish, I wish in the future Bravo would just do it all at once and just say, Hey, million dollar listing will get their premiere next week. But to do 10 o'clock at night for like what's something I was really looking forward to. I think, I don't know. I hate to say this, but like, is every, is everybody over at Bravo, like really paying attention to their schedule? Like is really, I feel like we're losing out on some really easy things that I could come in and just fix with a couple suggestions and no offense. I love your network, but I do. So this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you this week in regards to summer house, because I saw you tweet and we'll get into the reunion, but I saw you tweet about Kyle's thing saying, this season, they are down 18% in the ratings. Their mm-hmm. first three seasons, you guys, Summer House, their first three seasons were higher rated than seasons four or five, which is mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Now, Kyle says, well, this was in regards to somebody saying, well, Hannah brought the drama. We all watched it for Hannah. And he he said, actually, ratings are down 18%. Mm-hmm. That's not true, but have fun, sheep. And which is funny. But I wanted this, I want to start putting the idea out there more and more to everybody listening is that guys, we all love this. We're not bringing anybody new into the fold. Like we got to get some new eyes on Bravo. Like we got to get new viewers in here. Like, yes, we all love it. We're passionate about it. We dissect it. We have pods and lives about it, but nobody new is coming in watching these shows and we got to start being careful. We got to fit Bravo. Like America, Bravo is not promised, you know? I feel like, though, this season, and I know that the ratings show otherwise, and I think maybe people are watching it on different platforms and watching it later. I just think that ratings just in general have gone down over the years, like live TV ratings. Yeah, there's so much stuff to split split that audience. Right, but this season was like the first season that I feel like everyone was tweet live tweeting Summer House. I never saw that in the past. Like, you know, we would kind of like, interact with tweets during summer house but it was never like trending on twitter and it was trending on twitter a couple times this season and i feel like that's a testament to you know and i got so many people being like wait wait, wait your tweets are making me want to watch summer house like i'm doing free pr for summer house and <laughs> probably are too because we're constantly tweeting about like the drama and the hannah being a narcissist and all of this and everyone's like wait what's going on i need to like catch up on summer house so i'm i feel like summer house is probably doing well relatively but yeah i think tv ratings just in general are down that's that's how i see it obviously this is also doing well with a certain age range which is so attractive to advertisers more so than roni or you know like this probably the i would i would be curious i think it really does well in that 18 to 34 ad space which is so attractive to advertisers um but uh, let's get into it. Like the first reunion, I was like insanely pumped up. The second reunion, I liked it better the second time I watched. I was frustrated knowing that it was about to end, that my, you know, summer house season was about to end. And I thought, I thought also it didn't, it, 
you know, it just, it, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I did, I wanted way more. I, I was yeah. kind of exhausted by the Hannah stuff at a certain yeah, point. I don't think it, 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 yeah, it didn't delve into that stuff as much as I would have liked to see because Hannah was taking no accountability. It was like talking to a brick wall. So it was definitely really frustrating. I think that's what's like, it's no, it's not like, oh my God, like Bravo, like every Bravo show needs a villain. It's like, no, it's like, it's actually very frustrating to watch someone who is living in another reality and refuses to take accountability. Well, there was an interesting thing that was said towards the end. And once again, Carl really was the voice of reason. So when we got to the reunion, everything that Carl said was really like, I think we all took it as like a referee almost. And because he was really kind of an even keeled guy where towards the end, Carl was like, Hannah, you have not said, you you know, you got to be real. If you really want this, fight for it. Show us where your friends. And he got Hannah to actually say something that was still a little fake in terms of presentation, but overall the realest thing in saying, I still hold a massive grudge against Kyle. I see somebody trying to destroy me. Uh, I, I overcompensated because everybody was trying to come at me, which I believe that she believes. And I thought that was the most realistic that she has gotten. And Carl goes, thank you. That, that was ex that was the realest you've been this entire reunion and having that come from Carl should be something that we all pay attention to is that this isn't just like me not liking Hannah. This is like what I've observed and what you've observed this entire season in terms of human behavior is this just was beyond the pale and what she did yeah. to Amanda in terms of that, not finding out about engagement. I would have been crushed if that was one of my friends. Yeah. And you could see how genuinely upset Amanda was. And Hannah was just smirking. It was either blank stare or smirking. She never at any point, you know, like the, the, I can't, I don't know what it's called, but like when your eyebrows, it's like the center of your eyebrows when is what shows empathy for normal people. You know, when you have, I don't know, it's like a, it's a, when you pick up on social cues, you know, yeah. when someone like has an empathetic look on their face. She had, even when Carl was speaking, you know, about his brother's death, she looked bored. Like, it's just, I think that the reunion was a very, because you could say that, you know, a lot of people went crazy during the beginning of the pandemic. She was locked in this house. Like a lot of people could probably make excuses for her during the actual season. But at the reunion that was filmed, you know, a couple of weeks ago after the season already aired and you know, everyone was reacting to it a certain way. And I mean, we know by now that Hannah was going on her podcast where talking shit about everyone, you know, since the entire season has been airing and since it wrapped. But like, this was really Hannah's chance to take accountability or like show remorse or anything at all. And she showed no emotion, zero remorse. And it looked, it was just like narcissism on full display. Like it was like kind of like sociopathic is how I saw it. And I was like, that I think is irredeemable when I think that you actually need to get help instead of being on a Bravo show. Well, I, you know, uh, immediately we're thrown in, you know, like uh, during the uh, Summer House, you know, part two, we, we get the, uh, you know, Andy, in a very clever way, goes, uh, you know, you found Des, but he left a lot to be desired. And I was like, way to go, Andy. Good one. And, uh, you know, 
she said something in where I was just like, she already has her like, you know, when you fancy yourself a comedian or whatever, you have your bits or your patter. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I do that as well. But she was like, yeah, I mean, um, you know, we live together. It's six months, sure. But like, it's dog years. You know, dog years in quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> she was like quarantine time. It's like dog years. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, she's so freaking corny. And I bet you could go and track down the, 30 other times she's said that on other things. And the 30 other thousand people that have said that made that same joke on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that. so my thing with that is that it's just like, it's so frustrating when, I mean, that's just with comedy people in general is that they do have these, you know, standard lines you keep seeing over and over again. What I thought was fascinating about the second one, the second time I watched it, you really got the sense of the other people like they all, the other people in that house really are friends for the most part. And you really got the frustration of, we get that you guys are comedians, but it's not funny to us because you're talking about us. Like there is that really simple idea, you guys, that it is true. It's like, they are real people at the end of the day and it fucking sucks to be talked about. And then they all open themselves up to my opinion, your opinion, a thousand people on Twitter's opinions, you know? I would be so pissed if I were them. And if I listened to Hannah all the time, bashing me and slandering me and lying about me, like, of course they're pissed. Like, of course they're going to snap at her and be upset with her. And it's like, it's a no brainer. So it just shocks me that she is still at the reunion playing the victim. She's like, everyone was just attacking me left and right. It's like, you have been awful. Not only were you awful last summer, but you've been awful since the summer. It's like, and I also think to be a good comedian, and I'm not like an expert in the art of comedy at all, uh, as much as you might think I am. Right? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and obviously to those listening, you know, I am not either. So, I mean. Yeah. No, Ryan obviously is. But <laughs> anyway, I feel like you have to have like self-awareness. You have to have self-awareness. You have to be able to like read the room and see if your jokes are landing or if your jokes will land or it's like, People are cringing at you. She like cannot read a room. She like was trying to still make her like silly jokes and everyone was like fuming at her. Like her stick is just so old and like, it's like she's always putting on an act and I think people just completely see through it now. And yeah, I don't even know what to make of her behavior because it was that perplexing. And here I am trying to like psychoanalyze and like break it all down. But it doesn't make sense. Nothing that she has done makes sense. And it's just bizarre. We started off the reunion with Kyle, you know, having to get up because he was like, this is bullshit. This is insane. Leaving. And we get this shot of Sierra, Hannah in the middle and Paige. And Paige and Sierra are on their phones. And like, you know, Hannah's. Don't let them see you crack. Don't let them see you. Don't let them, which is like, guys, you know, you're on camera still. This is going to be part. So we do get to see you crack. But I'm done with the. I I don't know why, and I don't know what inside me, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I was so annoyed with Paige producing Hannah. We're talking about self-producing. I am so tired of Paige giving Hannah what she thinks Hannah should do mid-scene. She tells her once again later in the show, apologize, just apologize. Yeah, oh my God. And it's like, let Hannah do what Hannah wants to do. Paige is uncomfortable because it's starting to make Paige look bad. But also the Sierra of it all too, is that like, you have to realize, I'm trying to give Sierra the benefit of the doubt, but she just, it's starting to seem like evil stepsisters to a degree. And I don't, 
I, 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 and also we see in this moment, it's a really small moment, but Hannah picks up her phone and they're like, yeah, don't see, let her see you crack. And then Hannah gives like the cry face, like, uh, uh, and then go like, it, it, it's like almost she can turn it on and turn it off. And I don't see tears actually there. He had no tears, no snot, no tissues, no anything. It was so freaking creepy. Like I, so creepy. I, but yeah, Paige is being a bad friend to both Hannah and Amanda. I think that goes without saying because Hannah's behavior is damaging not only, you know, their shared brand, but herself and her career. And I think Paige really needed to hold her accountable and be a good friend. And that's what good friends do. Like we've seen with like Danielle and Lindsay be like, you need to walk into this reunion with no fucking ego, just ready to apologize. Be on your knees. If you want to stay on the show, if you want us to stay on the show, like that's what Paige should have done to be a good friend. And that clearly didn't happen. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be her demise. It's going to be Paige's demise. She's, she hitched herself to the wrong wagon to a sinking ship. <laughs> well, I mean, let's really take our personal feelings out of this or what we have seen. What are the chances that Hannah comes back? Because I, I had this dream last night. I took melatonin again, even though I said I was going to stop it because of the vivid dreams. And it's fucking like Freddy. Like every time I take melatonin, Hannah's in my dreams all of a sudden. And it's like fucking Freddy Krueger. And funny. like, she was yelling at me and said, you've come for me. Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, it's Sophie. I love you. Da, da, da. And, um, and, and then I was like, you threw was, me under the bus in your dream. It was a dream. I don't know if the, I mean, it could be real. Who knows? But no, I did not throw you under the bus. I said, I said, Hey, this is what I saw. I'm just going by what I saw on the show and how you acted on your podcast and on your Twitter. And then I said, but if you want to come on the podcast, I'm happy to talk to you about what I saw. And it was at summer camp for some reason. So I was like, I got to go teach these students how to tie knots. And it, regardless, don't take melatonin folks. That's the whole thing. But I, I really, I really led me to wake up and think like, Oh my God, they're going to bring her back, aren't they? No, they, they won't. No. You really don't think do. so? No. Okay. There are a lot of reasons. She is toxic to her cast members. Like she is toxic to them. And I feel confident thinking that, you know, the core group, which is like Lindsay, Kyle, Carl, the OGs, will not agree to film with her. And I would not blame them because we have watched her gaslight them on camera live. Like that's why Kyle stormed off twice. He was being gaslit. You know, she was just doubling down on her lies and delusions. And it was just like so frustrating to watch. I can't imagine living with that. So I think that she has crossed the line into like truly too toxic for them to deal with. And then also the viewers completely are like anti-Hannah, all the viewers. And I saw in the Summer House Reddit that someone was getting a, a Bravo survey, I guess the viewer's voice surveys that they send out. Yes. And the Bravo chat room ones were specifically asking, it was like, what would you be more interested in watching if like this, this, or this, or this happened? And it was like all these scenarios. It was like a, an official set where everyone's in person together, where they change out hosts. And then one of the options was, Hannah Burner is not host. Oh my so God. it specifically <laughs> called out so, Hannah. What if Hannah was hit by a truck? Would you like that? <laughs> I mean, it's it like, specifically called out Hannah, which made me think that it's clearly on their radar that like the viewers that I think their ratings would 
do better to get rid of her, which I think I personally think that would happen on both chat room and summer house. And yeah, I think that even at the reunion, you could tell that Andy was like super embarrassed, like even dealing with her, like Andy doesn't like her. She makes no sense. Her lies didn't make sense. She couldn't even remember her own lies. Yeah, Hannah on Watch What Happens sense. Live, Andy really gave her shit. Was like, you are not the big... She, he, he said something like, yeah, you're the real picture of mental health this uh, season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Hannah really could have like saved face a lot of this. You know, she had one line during that reunion of like, I've been saying this whole reunion that I'm a, I've been a fucking asshole. And I'm like, no, you oh, haven't. Oh, yeah, no, she hasn't. She's you been doubling haven't. down and seeing the victim. I said, unless so, they cut out massive amounts of things every time you said that. I, I said, you have, and, but by the way, there is something interesting to explore in that thought of what does Hannah think she's doing as opposed to what she is doing? I think that she, I mean, just my personal theory is that she truly, you know, when you're a narcissist, your only modes are, I think it's like they say you're either a victim or a hero, something like that. They only have two like modes of thinking. And so when people are trying to hold her accountable, she goes immediately into victim mode, immediately defense mode. And I think it's so interesting how she, I guess, on Giggly Squad recently was saying how her and Paige, they both get addicted to like the positive feedback on social media <laughs> And then when the negative stuff happens, it's really bad. And it's like, that's why you can't live your life living for positive feedback on social media. And that's what I feel like fed Hannah's ego was the positive feedback she got during the first two seasons. And it just went to her head. And if you live by compliments, you'll die by insults or whatever the saying is. So I'm sure the negative yeah. feedback is really getting to her. But she said that, you know, when it started to get positive again, she I think she thought the reunion was going to be like her redemption. She was like, it started to get kind of positive again after reunion part one. And I started to look again. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, you will literally she just shuts out. She's not on social media ever when she's getting negative comments, but she loves the positive ones. Well, there is one uh, positive, a, a big positive comment. And I, if Hannah is listening, you, you know, I, I hope to make you aware of this. Your Nana has been on Instagram. Uh, Hannah Brenner's grandma has been making Instagram posts, uh, sticking up for her granddaughter and saying that all of the comments have been positive except for 10 hateful ones. And then the Nana, and like you could see where Hannah kind of gets it. Like the Nana was like, this person made me chuckle. They had zero followers. And like, you know, I, I was like, I love the thought of Hannah's Nana being in Nana's, you know, being a part of social media and standing up for your granddaughter. I thought that was, uh, that made me laugh a lot that she was actually getting into fights on like Facebook threads and things like that. I think that's so embarrassing. And the Nana also said something along the lines of like it being like a conspiracy theory. She was like, hmm, interesting how everyone was up against Hannah. And it's like, because of Hannah's own fucking behavior, like she was insinuating that it was like a conspiracy theory, but something in the caption, she was like, Hannah's gonna be busy with her comedy tour and wedding planning. <laughs> it sounds like they're bracing themselves for Hannah not to be on the next season, which I, for them, I think is a smart move. They should be prepared for that. And it is, you know, then the Nana also said it is interesting. The people that have gotten the vaccine are against Hannah. Isn't that weird? I'm joking. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. But wouldn't oh it be God, crazy? Oh my God, I for real. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? By the way, you should have seen Sophie's face. She was like, I was on that Reddit thread all night. I didn't see that at all. I did yeah. not see that part. Could you imagine though, if Hannah's grandma was anti-vax and she's like, the vax makes you hate Hannah. 
Oh my God. Just what a, uh, what a twisted web of lies. She's she, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it explains how Hannah became how she is, but I'm sure she just manipulates everyone in her life to believe that, you know, she is the victim in all of this. And I'm, I'm curious how her relationship with Des is doing because she was crying and storming off about Luke. I mean, there's still have those kind of, you know, so what she's referring to you guys is who Luke's big reveal of like, I was produced to invite you to Minnesota. She storms off. You're really playing with my fucking emotions. Luke goes back. He's talking to producers. Like, you know, by the way, Luke, like we said, I love Luke. I think Sophie loves Luke. Luke, not the sharpest tool at times in the terms of when the urge to speak doesn't mean you should speak. And here was another time where I felt like, Luke, I get what you're do. I get what you're doing, but like, Weird, like weirdly, you're giving ammunition to Hannah for some reason. Like, I'm shocked Hannah did not make that into more of a deal because I saw a couple posts uh, from people of like, oh, so you are saying, so Luke is admitting he was purposely manipulating Hannah. I think that's so frustrating because like Luke was clearly just, he fucking had it of her narrative of her like, oh my God, well, he invited me to Minnesota. Like, he clearly just fucking had it. And like, it, it, it wouldn't even be a thing if Hannah didn't feel the need to bring it up every two seconds. And she's like, everyone thought I was obsessed with Luke. It's like, because you literally, it's all you talk about. Everything, it's like Danielle. Danielle um, tried to hold me accountable only because she's jealous because Luke didn't sleep with her and blah, blah, blah. And like, she always, everything ties back to Luke. Like, that is the definition of being obsessed with someone. And I think he's just fucking sick of it. And he said whatever he needed to say to like get her off his back. And I think it's weird that Han even had a reaction like that at all because she's engaged to like the love of her life, supposedly. Like if I found out, you know, something like, yeah, it's sad to think about someone manipulating your emotions like that and like, you know, doing something, pretending they like you because they were produced. But it's like, if I found someone I was happy with, I'd be like, well, it's reality TV. Like, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, you would. Well, it's like, um, and I wonder if Des gave her like a Coach Shaw pep talk beforehand of like, you let my love take you in there and make you, uh, make you, uh, give you the wings of an eagle to fly past all the bullshit you're gonna deal with today. Uh-huh. My love will make you strong. Um, I get was- grossed out just thinking. I'm thinking of him in the hot tub. um you know i you know we also got danielle jumped in the mix where we got the infamous page fuck you danielle (laughs) which was a really great line reading by page and it's really nice when page wakes up like i think it is kind of nice when page like welcomes to the show i know we all sort of like page or we want her to be good we want her to be better than she is we want her you know but there is an interesting thing this was a thought that i was talking about um earlier was that andy brings up like you know we watched your dissolution of your relationship with perry and um you know how was that and you know you didn't seem like you were that into him and he obviously was not aware of that I want to think like everybody out there, think about really kind of how dark potentially that is to be in a long-term relationship with somebody and how I view relationships. And I, you know, haven't been in a full one in a while is, is that you, when you are in the same room, you can look at each other and you can communicate with your eyes and you're kind of, you have each other's back. And if something's wrong with your partner, you read that immediately because you know, your partner inside and out. 
this girl goes into summer house for six weeks like it's done it's done and I'm all for Paige realizing that she wants a, you know, a weekend instead of a weekend all the time. Like she loves Paige. Paige loves Paige. That's awesome. But like, how dark is that, that that relationship went south immediately in the summer house? You know, like I've been there before where you're like, you almost wish that someone that your significant other would like cheat on you or do something really bad (laughs) because you like kind of want an excuse to like be out of it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been there. And I could see that that's where Paige was at. I think even before she arrived at the summer house, I think she was just kind of over it. I think what makes me sad is that she, if, if Perry didn't do anything wrong, which it doesn't seem like he really did other than the fact that, you know, he had to work during the summer and couldn't really go to the summer house and may have not, you know, been super attentive to her, but like, he didn't really do anything that mean in the way that she's talking about him. Like she has disdain for him and like, being like just talking shit about him and it's like if that were like me and like my ex-boyfriend that I kind of was just over but he didn't do anything wrong or like whatever it is like I feel like you know that's she even said that he's a kind and compassionate guy it's like you're embarrassing him on national tv I just kind of felt bad for him well yeah Perry got in the way of what Paige really loves and that's Paige you know like yeah Perry got in the way of you know and by the way you know so it is interesting you know, it, to kind of like start, I mean, closing this chapter, it, it just, I will be very fascinated to see where they go from here because I believe this has strengthened a lot of friendships. You really, really see the friendship between Lindsay, Luke, Carl, and Danielle. You feel that, you see that. We, I recognize my own friendships in their friendships. And I really like that. It really heartens and me. And Amanda. Kaimanda, yeah, and I don't think Kaimanda gets to hang out as much as the others because of potentially business yeah. things, and they have 30 dogs right now, but, um, you yeah. know, you really do also, it does then make it the polar opposite, and this is not necessarily Hannah Page Sierra's fault, but you really, there is a definite split now where I don't know where they go from here. You say, okay, get rid of Hannah, okay, but then Paige definitely comes back if she's offered because Paige I is smart. I don't think she does. I well, if she's if offered, she's offered, I don't know if she will be offered. I think Paige I is think, insanely popular. But I think the what I like about the core like OG cast, which is like you know Kai, Manda, Lindsay, Danielle, Carl, and then you know Luke now too. You know that they hang out when there aren't cameras around. Like, you know that, like, they are getting, no, they're getting drinks regardless. Like, they are hanging out at each other's apartments. Like, um, whatever it is, they're always going to hang out without, like, that Carl and Kyle moment. That wasn't on camera. Yeah. Like, you know that they're hanging out off camera. And it's like, Hannah clearly doesn't fit in there. She was the one saying that she was only hanging out with Kyle because they were paid to be friends or whatever it is. Paige, I think Amanda is probably reconsidering her friendship with Paige after the reunion. What is Sierra's connection? Sierra does not have a connection to them. So I would say get rid of that whole couch. And I think that Paige has gone really wrong in a lot of ways, mainly the hitching herself to Hannah. But also she has, hasn't had a storyline really, like ever. Like not I know, a real I would lo- I, I would love, I would love, I want to know how Paige exists but in the I world. I don't care anymore because she has gone so long without showing her life or like, really having a storyline or take carrying the show in any way, but she wants to reap the benefits and the followers and, you know, the, 
Instagram deals. I feel like she is just kind of using the show for clout, whereas the rest of the group is actually friends. Like, yeah. who is Paige friends with besides Amanda? And at this point, I don't even know if they're still friends. Well, Paige even left it like, you know, when the question, you know, was asked of like, hey, would everybody, would their relationships be different with Carl now if it was the Carl from today? And Paige is like, you know, me and Carl, we've never, you know, I've never shut the door on me and Carl. And I'm like, I believe Carl shut the door on you and Carl. Like, I don't, you know, Lindsay said on Watch What Happens Live when she was on uh, on the, the season finale with that, that, you know, I know every, all the fans like that, but Carl's not into it as much as as the fans oh, would see, want to Oh, see, I think it's vice versa. I think Carl, my theory at least, I think that Carl was always more into Paige than she was kind of into him. And I still don't think she's very into him. I think she, yeah, she may have said that to like, you know, be like Carl's love interest maybe this season. I don't know, but either well, if way. You ever, if you ever bump into Carl and Lindsay, please ask those questions where that, uh, where, where, cause you, you know, you live in New York. You might see Liam, uh, Liam McSweeney, my love. You might see Ramona. Oh, you are yeah. in the city where all, that's what I want to talk about next. Um, I do want the one last thing. And this is one of the stupidest rumors and people got to stop pushing this bullshit. Like, like, let's use our brains, like just a, a, a scotch. Like, let's just use it. Uh, there was a rumor that I, that I was sent by a bunch of people that Brielle Berman is joining the cast of Summer House. Brielle, of course, don't be tardy. That was just canceled finally after, I think, 800 seasons. I, I, I know not believe a, it lasted that long. I, it's probably a shock to everybody. Like, they're like, that show's still on. I recapped yeah. that show with my friend Meditza for the, the, the Patreon. And it was like a fun show in the sense that like you could do your taxes during it, you know, like there was nothing like literally nothing happening. And there is something nice about simplicity. And that's why I like meditation. So in a way it was meditative, but like there were like this, this thing happened and all of a sudden this rumor gets pushed out about Brielle joining summer house. Just think about that. Even that age range in the house, you go from like entertaining, like potentially with Paige's age range to Brielle's age range where it becomes fucking creepy and it becomes like an Epstein situation of like, what happens then? Carl's going to hook up with Brielle, like a fucking 21 year old. Like, yeah, no, I didn't believe that from the first second I saw it. I thought, I think Kim Zolziak um, planted that rumor. Oh, of course. But yeah, like, I didn't believe that from the, I didn't even entertain space in my brain for it. I was no, like, this is bullshit. It made me mad. But then it was just like, what's to, what's to stop me from saying, oh, guys, I heard from a credible source, Malala is joining Summer House. She is, she has done so many uh, political things and she really wants to just have fun and cut loose this summer. She is joining the cast of Summer Greta House. Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. She wants to be where it's sunny and she's going to be there. And then it would be like Pope John Paul. He is in spirit at the summer. Like you could do this with fucking like Chelsea Clinton will be at the, I don't know if she's a, I don't know if she's full, but she's going to be a friend of Carl. I think she knows Carl through Loverboy. I think you could make that up with anybody and it would work. Like we've got to be vigilant about what we believe out there, folks. Like you can't just fucking do that, you know? I know. And then once a rumor takes off, it's like it's it becomes canon, you know? And then I so, wonder if Brielle's sitting there going like expecting a call, you know? 
she's delusional if she thinks that's going to happen. Not on my watch. <laughs> you, you guys, Jared Kushner will be at the summer house. You <laughs> mark my words. Exclusive. Exclusive. Because by the way, and what, what he said in the statement, I think was, he was like, I would love to get a tan. I look pasty. And I, I think, think that Jared, Jared and Carl, you know, they're going to be like hitting the bars this summer, picking up. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, and Jared, Jared, you know, Jared came to me when I had a real rough time in January. And uh, I love you, Jared. I love you, man. I love you. He, you know, he, <laughs> he really was there <laughs> for me. <laughs> and okay. Also on that note, it is important to say that that moment of Carl and Kyle crying and showing emotion was the opposite of toxic masculinity and was very brave of them to be vulnerable like that. And I'm really proud of by the way, that is me at every Coachella with my guy friends. I love you. We did it again, man. Like I, I love moments like that. No, no, I'm not joking. If you ask any of my male friends, they've had multiple moments where I've told them I love them in a non-funny way, like in a real, real way. I love moments like that. I, I love bromance moments. Like I, that's and what I feel. Yeah, I feel like guys, and I don't want this to sound like internally misogynistic, but I this is just my perspective is that guys have such strong foundations for friendships because they don't let petty drama get in the way. I feel like sometimes with female friendships and I know maybe that sounds sexist. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I feel like sometimes living with your girlfriends is harder than, you know, when guys live together, it's like a frat house. They don't like get mad. If they do get mad at each other, it's, they forget about it in two seconds. Like, I feel like you know, it's harder for women to have those. And I still have friends that I've had since like, you know, middle school personally, but like, I just feel like, you know, I just love bromances. Like when men have been friends for a really long time, I think it's really sweet. Um, I, I mean, I, I will say like some of the, some of the, the, like, you know, some of the, the most, the most care I've gotten sometimes have been from a male friend, like my one best friend in particular. I remember when my, my marriage was busting up and, I remember he can't like I was in a really bad place and he it was I remember like three in the morning one night and like he 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 came over and sat with me like and just oh my and, like, god you're that, Kyle well that I mean but but uh, I, no joke and like I think about that to that day of that is something purely unselfish in that moment somebody and like the, you know what this person would always check on me um, and like that I, I recognize that when I saw that you know because. Kyle doesn't need to do that stuff. The cameras are not on. And exactly. You know, exactly. I, that's what I loved about that, that we heard it just through Carl. Like yeah. it was never brought up. It was not on camera. It was never something that, you know, was brought up by Kyle to like, look like he, you know, he's such an unselfish, amazing friend. Like Carl just brought it up. And like, I, I love that. And I think that that was kind of like in its own way, like kind of a final blow to, Hannah's smear campaign against Kyle because we saw in that reunion that Kyle is a truly compassionate, empathetic, like well, person. Funny, he's not perfect. He's not the, perfect. Well, the funny thing is, Kyle, if if Hannah actually legitimately apologized, Kyle just wants to party. Kyle, oh, they, Kyle like Kyle would fucking Kyle would party with Hannah in a fucking New York man. I mean, like it would be so quick that change around. And Hannah admits at the end when the only real thing she said of like, I have a grudge towards Kyle. I always see him wanting to destroy me. That's what I have in my head. I just think, yeah, she really, really, really fucked up because if she had gone in there trying to make amends, like she'd have her spot probably secured on the next season. Um, I mean, I don't know. Her performance on season five was still terrible, but like, I feel like she would have had a better shot. 
Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, Kyle, I think would have forgiven her really quickly. Even like Amanda, I think is a very forgiving person. It wouldn't have been hard for Hannah to walk in there and get back in their good graces. And that's why I think Paige really was a shitty friend for letting her walk in with that attitude and that dress and makeup. Yeah, don't, don't tell her in the moment, make sure she's like then trained beforehand. But Kyle is a very caring person just like Mr. Elon Musk, who will be joining season six of Summer House. We announced it here first. Elon is coming to the... No, Elon Musk did host SNL last night, and I want to get Sophie's opinion on this. It was so cringy. Because highest ratings they've had this season. I mean, I believe that. I'm sure you saw my tweet earlier when I was talking about how all straight men are, like, obsessed with Elon Musk. Like, What is that? I mean, honestly, what is that? They're obsessed with Elon Musk. I don't know. Every straight guy is fucking obsessed with Elon Musk. They're obsessed with Joe Rogan, watching Eric Andre clips, and they all grow up with like Derek Jeter posters on their bedroom wall. They're all the same. And they're all obsessed with Elon Musk. Like And, I bi- and Bitcoin, this Dogecoin. Yes. Which, by the way, it's like another thing to leave me out of guy things because I'm not going to get Bitcoin. And like, I feel like in inad- like, and by the way, I did look up Elon. I was like checking Twitter last night when it was airing and uh, the, the New York feed. And, you know, I was looking up Elon Musk and you're right. Like I was thinking it was going to be embarrassing. It would be like, there is the man, the man has taken the stage. Like they were, it was really weirdly bro and positive and, um, you know what? And I watched the episode and I'm not, uh, you know, I can say that like, I thought there were funny moments, but then I, the overwhelming sense was it's really cringy because of who he is. So it kind of, uh, evens out where it just takes a, and by the way, Grimes in that shitty super Mario sketch, like Grimes, man, come, I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to come back to earth or what, but like, I used to really love Grimes's music. I mean, I still like her music, I guess, but what a weird, bizarre world we live in that Grimes is with Elon. They have a baby whose name we can't pronounce. And she was in an SNL, a shitty SNL sketch about Super Mario Brothers. How weird is the world? Yeah, no, it was really, it was really hard to get through. I really watched like his monologue and like the first few skits. And I was just like, I can't. It's just, he's just not a natural performer you know like how people who usually host are like famous entertainers actors musicians he's just that's not him and it was very uncomfortable and i didn't like it and i think elon musk is a union busting you know not that great of a guy overall but i know that people love him and you know just not my thing um it is i I do i do find it interesting in terms of ratings and things like that of you know, when people chase ratings, usually it's pretty easy to do if you go, if you do something like an Elon Musk stunt. I do wonder, you know, SNL to me has been questionable for a long time. And I've watched every episode of SNL. I, you know, I, I deal with some people on the cast right now. Like I know SNL pretty well. And it is one of those things. Will we see more stunt uh, casting? Like, will Melinda Gates be on next season? Will, like, what what will we see from this? Why do this beyond, it's just stunt casting, because why do this otherwise? You know, it wasn't like, we want to see if Elon can do this. I don't know why they didn't just have Miley Cyrus host it. She's, like, funny on SNL. Like, I, I, I was confused by that. I don't know. I think that, you know, if if what I read a few months ago, maybe it was on Demois, so it's probably not that reliable to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But 
apparently SNL was having trouble getting hosts. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. Like, I guess they were running out of, you know, like name brand, not name brand. What's the word? Household name. Yeah. Celebrities that like had stuff to promote. I guess during COVID that made sense because so much stuff was on hold and, you know, people didn't, yeah, they didn't have stuff to promote. So I don't Everything is so split though in terms of, you know, like we were talking about even the ratings, but you've never seen that many people tweet about Summer House in the past. Mm -hmm. There's so much like, you know, little slices of pie anymore that we Mm -hmm. don't really have the gargantuan stars of yesteryear, even like I'm saying, that's why I think people are so uh, invested in the possibility of a JLo Ben Affleck rekindling. Because, I mean, not to say that's when stars were stars, because you could be like, you know, when they were there, I remember people going, that's, you know, when stars were stars about people 20 years back. But right now we are in a weird portion where we've made so many people stars that it dilutes the star power as a whole for any of these people. So nobody's a really good quote unquote get anymore, you know? I agree with that, but I also think there are like modern day kind of like movie stars that have these massive fan bases. And I would say that's like Zendaya and like Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Like, you know, those kinds of young stars, I think are like the big movie stars of the moment. And is it Addison? Is Addison Ray? Yeah. Addison Ray. What if Addison Ray performs on SNL? That'd be so Uh, funny. Oh my Um, God. But it could happen, you know? if they keep like freaking forcing her down our throats. Like I love how everyone, every time someone posts something about Addison Ray or like the new, um, she's all that movie or he's all that or whatever it is. Everyone's like, stop fucking like trying to make this girl happen. Like Vogue posted some video of her, like being like, this is my outfit that I usually wear. And it's like a bomber jacket from like 2011. Like, it just was like, I don't know. I feel like her PR team is working overtime and it's just not, it's not happening in the mainstream. Gen Z loves her. I don't think it's going to happen with like the millennial audience. Yeah. I mean, it, it is funny. I mean, it just, you do think about like people investing in Addison Ray behind the scenes. Like the like Kardashians. It, yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like we Addison Ray, I still watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I know, I know, but I watch it so you don't have to. And she's been on like three or four episodes a season to the point where she's like in the background, just like hanging out where it's like, hey, Addison, what do you want to eat? I'll take a cookie. I love cookies. And there's nothing. I'm like, what? I mean, at a certain point, can we like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? And this week's Kardashian episode, did you watch it? No. It was It was them saying that, they're saying goodbye. They're making the tough decision to say goodbye to the show. And we, there's no emotional revelance to it because we know that they have a Hulu deal. Like they know. So it's all fucking fake and them patting themselves on the back and crying and saying, our fans have been with us. Our fans. Oh, our fans. And it's all, all fucking fake. It is all, you know, like take care of your fucking like own house, take care of Tristan. But by the way, my theory does hold weight that they did take a week to edit Tristan out the only time Tristan was in was at this very tiny scene at the very end and he just said he goes it was crazy you guys were on when I was in middle school and that's all he said and then I imagine his thought was and now I've destroyed one of you like he's like literally I mean like think like I I uh, now we're now we're getting into it now I'm getting like so I mean I do need your thoughts on 
the Tristan uh, peekaboo with the girl. I know we talked about it briefly last week, but we now got further information where Tristan's like, you know, but by the way, TMZ is in the bed in bed with Kardashians, just FYI. But we get the thing of I'll sue you if you don't produce these texts. And now Tristan is saying these are fake, but he waited a week to do this, like a whole week. I just think that they're completely just, just in general, I think that the Kardashians are becoming so irrelevant because they cannot like keep up with no pun intended, like what people want to see. I think that people want authenticity. People want to see like the Kardashians being, and I've said this before, like being goofy and being honest and being real. It's all a fucking facade. It's all fake. I don't believe anything. I believe the girl that came out about Tristan because she I don't think that she, you know, really has much to gain from lying about this besides, you know, having a target on her back from Kardashian fans, maybe, yeah. you know, will gain some followers. But she, like, she joined Summer House next season. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, but like, I don't know. I just think that I just don't even have the effort to keep up with them anymore. I don't care. And I think that a lot of other people feel the same way. And I think that they just completely mishandled like the last few seasons of the show. They needed to come back being like the goofy, like, you know, being like real and showing personality. It's like, no, it's all just like scripted bullshit, like produced fake bullshit. It was funny. uh, Chris makes the announcement to the crew that they will not be continuing with Kim and like they all speak and like it was so they would do shots of the crew. And the crew, of course, is all masked up, like six feet apart from each other. And it literally looked like Night of the Living Dead. Like there was like no, I mean, one lady was like, ah, and like the rest were just staring blankly. And then the whole episode was so bizarre. And I recapped it this past Friday, you guys, but it was so bizarre because you had Chris going to Palm Springs with Kyle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Faye Resnick, two of her good girlfriends. And it was just this self-adulation. And Faye Resnick has this, what I hope was a fake line of, you know, you've given us so much with this show, Chris, why would you stop it? You know? And I was like, what? Like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like, Faye, like, I what, what is she paying you a salary? Like, I don't like, can we like, it's fun to see Kyle in there and like, but it is funny of this hoisting these people up to superhuman levels. I do give Chris credit in a lot of ways of like how amazing it is from where they started 20 seasons ago to now. But at the same time, it just seems like such a gigantic mess, but it's just dressed up in like literally the richest of everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, congrats, 20 seasons. Cool. You made an empire, whatever it is. (laughs) People are just over it. Like I, I'm personally, I have zero interest in them anymore. Like I don't even bother. Like I used to at least like stalk their Instagram sometimes. Like I don't even bother. I don't care. Like they're just to me, not relevant. And I think that's worse than, you know, how I felt maybe like, you know, as recently as like last year, I'd be like, Oh fuck the Kardashians. I just don't care about them. Like, I know, but I can't tell if they're constantly bringing in new people that care. Like it's like some kind of matrix thing because I'm starting to really not care. But then we still get the, we've had this fucking, this, this one ongoing thing. Travis Scott just celebrated a birthday and, you know, took a private jet to, to an Island and, and then was spotted with Kylie. And it's like, I guys, I don't know. Like, I don't care if they're together. I don't care if they're not together, but I would appreciate if all of the gossip blogs, like just stop this as a story. Cause it's been years now. And obviously 
if they can't decide, why am I going to spend my time being concerned with if they're together or not? Uh, they'll figure it out and they'll let me know, I guess. But until then, I could give a rip if they're seen together, you know? And who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I just simply don't care. And like Kylie recently, like there was some Daily Mail story. I don't know if you saw like not skinny, but not fat posted it about how Kylie was like talking about how she gets her body from working out twice a day. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kylie just started working out like last month. And we know that's not true. It's just like, just shut up and go away. I'm just so sick of them, honestly. Well, uh, speaking of not skinny, not fat, uh, I know she's, I feel like she's in the pocket of Big Kravis. I feel like they're paying not skinny, not fat to uh, say how much she loves Kravis. Because like I've said before, I will not fall into the Kravis. Uh, I will not do it. I do not like Courtney and Travis. I don't care about Courtney and Travis. I'm sorry to rain on all of your parades, but- Kravis, uh, he did buy her a huge bouquet of red roses for Mother's Day today. So hats off to Travis Barker. Um, I mean, they really, the Kardashians and all of their ilk keep single-handedly keep flowers and balloon stores in business, I feel. Oh, yeah. It's terrible for the environment, too. So, you know, there's some like wildfire in California or whatever it is, and they act like they care, but then they make stormy knickknacks for her birthday party every year. And like all the bouquets, massive bouquets and balloon like installations, like, oh, like all of their scary heads, like stormy is probably scared of her own visage because she has a giant inflatable balloon head that gets dragged out every year. And by the way, you know, in Calabasas, there's some kind of storage space that I'll eventually break into one day that just stores all these inflatable heads, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, where do they end up? Like, it's so weird. I'm just, yeah. Can you imagine Um, being the Kardashians inflatable head guy? Like, yeah, I do all the inflatable heads for the Kardashians. Uh, I even did Rob. It was was pretty tough, but I did. Kardashians inflatable head man. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, uh, In other huge news, uh, Justin Bieber now has dreadlocks. Your reaction, Sophie? I saw the tweet that was like, someone said he looked like Cynthia from Rugrats. And I was (laughs) he does. He literally does. Um, And then we also got the uh, photo, I believe it was on Dumois um, originally of him and his, uh, his, his beloved, um, you know, what looked like they were either sleeping or praying, uh, but in public where they were just like splayed out, like Justin at his head, like he was at, you know, like when you're told by your teacher to lay your head on your desk, he was in that uh, repose and, and um, Haley was, and I think it had to have been public prayer. What, what, oh what yeah, I decided it was either definitely them praying or just them being hungover, but I think it was them praying for sure. And by the way, I like, I mean, I, I, Either way, I'm completely fine with it. I like weird relationship shit like that. But I will say we did also get the news that um, Justin Bieber now has canceled his tour again and pushed it to 2022 after he had rescheduled his 2020 dates to 2021. Now we have pushed it to 2022, which further not only ticket sales, you guys, but I also am further hearing rumors that Justin is really... Every day is a different adventure for him in terms of his mental state. 
Are you hearing the same? Yeah. And like we, what's most important is for him to take care of himself. A thousand percent. So, you know, if that's what's best for him, like I'm all for it. And, you know, I'm not the type of person who's running out to buy Justin Bieber tickets. So it doesn't affect my life. Um, but yeah, I wish him and his beloved the best, <laughs> even though, you know, actually, you know, they kind of suck and they both have racist past. So yeah, I mean, by the way, that, but. I know, I mean, but by the way, you know, if you want to look into that, I have always found it fascinating. I know Paris Hilton is on the upswing this year because of her documentary and things like that. But if you ever like type in Paris Hilton racist, I would suggest anybody and see what she's some of the things she said in the past. And that just goes for any young person living, like listening to this. Just always be careful of you, what you say and have some basic humanity within you and just realize we're all people trying to get along. Um, Cause there's some really nasty shit that celebrities have said throughout the ages. And Paris seems to be one person that has dodged that bullet of like completely destroying their career and Haley uh, as well. Like she said some really, uh, yeah, I don't know how Haley has continued to get away with it for this long without ever acknowledging it because there's a lot of shitty racist things she said before. Well, I think a lot of women, I mean, what I've, every time Haley gets brought up, I, most of my female friends are like, Oh my God, she is perfect looking and her style is perfect. Sophie's face literally goes, what? Huh? Haley Bieber? Haley Bieber, yeah. I she mean, looks yeah, perfect and her pretty, style is perfect. She's a pretty girl. I wouldn't say that she... I think that a lot of her, you know, looks have come from surgery, first of all, that she can afford. Second of all, she only... This is my biggest gripe with Haley Bieber, which I'm sorry if this is like bc bitch eating crackers level of petty have you heard that term i've never heard that term no. okay it's like a reddit slash wait say that again that. so we can all let it catch on bc it means bitch eating crackers where like everything someone does annoys you like that's <laughs> she only poses from on one side of her face and i have the same good side as Haley, so i get it i get only wanting to pose from one side it's like you're a model like she's always on one side of her face i'm like what does the other side look like i actually don't know and if you go to her instagram you'll you'll be able to see what i'm talking i've tweeted about it before her style is is good she has a very specific style she's had the same stylist for a really long time like for me i'm kind of like i wish that she would like move on to another stylist for me personally those are just my opinions. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what we, by the way, anything, if you love pop culture, you have to have opinions. It's like one of the only times, and I believe this to be true of sports as well, even though I don't know sports and I know Sophie does. I think opinions is really uh, the magic of loving pop culture is having one. So I think it is, you can have opinions on both sides. Of course, my opinion and Sophie's opinion is the correct opinion, but you can have your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of that, I do want your opinion on, we have the season premiere of Real Housewives of New York, season 13, episode one, this past Tuesday. What were your thoughts? And I wanted to, in particular, talk about a couple of things with Leah McSweeney. Um, I thought it was super boring and uneventful. <laughs> and like I said, like New York is honestly just my least favorite franchise, which I know is controversial. But like, I think that premiere kind of like exemplifies why. I just thought it was boring. Who am I really rooting for? Not really anyone. Honestly, if anyone, I'm like, like Sonia, I'm like, oh, okay, we got it. You're still doing your quirky shit. I feel bad for Sonia. It seems like, you know, she deals with like depression. 
Yeah, like that kept getting hinted at majorly yeah. of Sonya just disappearing. Yeah. And I do find, I you know what, to be honest, I wish they would explore that more because we've seen Sonya Rita be crazy and quirky and she really leans into that. And I think she knows why the audience loves her. I think she's aware of that. Like the intern stuff is, you know, basically illegal, but it's funny. And, uh, but I would love to know more about what happens when Sonya disappears and Sonya like literally just staring out the window of her townhouse that she can't afford. That's the stuff that as I get older, I find more quirky and fascinating. Um, exactly. I would love to hear that would definitely add some texture to like what we know about Sonia also like, you know, yeah. just make her like a more dimensional housewife. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was bored. I was on and I was watching with, um, my friend also. And, um, she said the same thing. She was like, this is so boring and lame. Like we were both were like on our phones by the end of it. You said your friend like it was somebody of note. Is this is this a special? Is this a? No, a, I was about to say my old coworker, and I'm like, what? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I was like, who are we talking? Are you watching with somebody cool? No, um, I just didn't know how to like label her, but she's my friend. <laughs> sorry, your your mom just DM'd and asked me to push more for information about your 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 date. Leave her on red. <laughs> so no, okay. So just so kidding, mommy. Love you. I love you, Mrs. Ross. The, the only thing that I I did want to talk about, just as a man trying to like figure out how to treat women, Leah says that she's together potentially again with this guy Pita Chip, and he he's the guy I've reminded you guys before, but he's the guy that sent her nudes to his friend, but accidentally sent them back to Leah. And this was last season. So I was really shocked to hear that she was potentially dating him again. Cause Sophie, let me, I, I don't need any personal information, but I, isn't it like, I don't know a lot about nudes, but like the first rule of nude club would be don't send them to your friends. I would assume, right? Like yeah, wouldn't that, sure. wouldn't that like, disgust you? Yeah, that's a big violation of privacy and trust. And like, I would have a big issue with that. I don't get it. It seems like she's pawing for storylines. This and like the Judaism thing. Like, I really well, feel like, you know, like just trying to have storylines and I'm just not having it. Well, okay. So you're Jewish. And the thing that like, I, I want to know, and maybe we'll, I hope we find out in future episodes because there seems to be a big uh, max size hole left in here of the why. I don't understand why I need the why, because there's got to be a why that's a big change. And like I said, was I an idiot for not having some kind of like religious uh, epiphany over quarantine? Like, uh, I mean, like then she brought up the Madonna Ray of Light album and Kabbalah, which kind of made me, you know, like not love, you know, that that was brought up. Um, and then last night I saw on Leah McSweeney's uh, Instagram, she's hanging out with Azalea Banks again. And I just, there is like Azalea, I love 212. I love, but like there is a, a, a phase of like cool people life that I think Leah had a paid, it was in page six, her premiere party that had um, Madonna's daughter, Lourdes, uh, Azalea, a lot of like kind of New York. Uh, I was talking to Demois, who will be on the podcast this week. And I know she was invited, but couldn't go because of her secret identity. And I was like, it is funny when we're bringing all of these people into real Housewives of New York. Universe. Yeah, like, isn't, I don't know, like, is this what we should be wanting or should we be tentative about? I don't know. I'm like, I just, 
the whole, first of all, the whole Judaism thing, I feel like what we know about Leah is that she does have, you know, bipolar disorder. And um, I I don't know if this is like a, a thing that she actually wants or if, you know, this maybe was like a manic like decision. Like, I don't know, but I don't think she realizes how much work goes into converting to Judaism. Like if you've seen Sex in the City, you know, like everything Charlotte goes thorough to convert. Yeah, I mean, that's just one example. But obviously, if you are not born Jewish and you want to be able to call yourself Jewish, you are put through a very rigorous process. So I'm like, I don't know, like her reasoning just doesn't it. Yeah. Why? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, was this for the show? Is this like a manic episode or like I don't know. And, you know, I, I respect anyone's decisions to convert to any religion, especially, you know, my own, um, you know, we're always welcoming to new members of the tribe, but, um, yeah, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way as a Jewish person. It just didn't feel like it was for like the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, but I, but, but I will say I am curious to hear more and I, I really feel like I, I mean, I, I really want to hear more because it's a big question mark in my mind. And it really did read like, oh, this is somebody trying for a, a storyline right. as opposed That's the to the first thing I said. That's the first thing I said to my friend who I was watching it with. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be her fucking storyline. And I, I just feel like Leah's it. life is more exciting than like, I just feel like anybody trying for storylines, you're like, it's always the wrong way to go because whatever is the minutia in your own life usually ends up being way more fascinating than anything your mind can think of, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So as we start, uh, closing down here, uh, there is, you know, did you have any reaction? And I know this is more of a real life story, but I found it weirdly fascinating. The announcement of Bill and Melinda Gates divorcing. Um, and, uh, once again, just like Kim Kardashian, we found out today, I believe it came out that Melinda had been consulting divorce lawyers as early as October, 2019, uh, when she had said her marriage was irretrievably broken. And that was also the same month that uh, Bill Gates had meetings uh, with Jeff Epstein. And those were revealed. Yeah. Um, you know, what were your, did you have any thoughts on this? You know, I know this is not exactly pop culture, but it, it does it skirt is. that line. I mean, I was surprised when I heard about that. Cause it's like when you've been married for that long, it's like, what, what was the line that was crossed? And then we found out about, you know, I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be, she is preemptively trying to distance herself from more Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein bombshells that are going to drop. That's just my prediction. Yeah. And also it's just so weird. Like you just don't, there are people like in our heads that we know to look out for. Like we always knew to look out for Leo DiCaprio and a 24 year old Victoria's Secrets model. Like if anybody knew in the Victoria's Secrets lineup came through, we'd be like, Oh, Leo's going to eventually date her. Like I bet, you know, we know to look out for those things, but I don't sit on a daily basis ever and think about like, I wonder if Bill Gates gets weird, you know, like I never, and now it's just so weird when these divorces pop up. Cause then the public is not forced, but it is presented to us how fucking weird everybody is. And by the way, I want to make the clarification, not weird in the sense that he is putting microchips in a vaccine, but weird in the sense that he potentially is 
a dirty dog in some way, you know? And he's going to be on um, the season of Summer House. Yes, and by the way, we'll find out more in season six of Summer House. Kyle going, you crossed a line, Bill. You crossed a line and you know it. You, By the way, could you imagine if Bill does fuck Hannah next season in Kyle's bathroom? You dog. Imagine. And you just kill me. You you hear Bill going zero one zero zero one one zero zero one zero zero one 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 one. That's decoders out there. You know what I what I mean. Um. And also another thing that's weird in the the cyber world, Starbucks announced that they would be pulling away from Facebook entirely. They are pulling away because they think Facebook is a very, uh, of hateful responses to its social posts. And I'm like, yeah, everybody get off Facebook. Let's do this. You know, let's, let's, let's start knocking them down one at a time. I'm, my yeah. mom will be bummed, but that's it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I've never used Facebook anymore at all. Like ever. So like, you know what? Be gone. Facebook, even Facebook groups. Like, I, we had this conversation, I think already. Yeah. like, I don't even know. Oh. Like check my Facebook groups that I'm in. Oh, so. I get scared when I get tagged in something. I get yeah. I get like uneasy when I see my same. name pop up in an alert. I go fuck, 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 fuck. And it's the same, like not as bad on Twitter, but at the same time, I get really nervous too. I get nervous during like the sleeping hours because if I'm awake, I'm like, okay, whatever somebody said about me, at least I'm here and awake. But when I'm asleep, always that morning check of the phone is potentially damaged. Like I'm yeah. always ready, and I'm pretty much like a like a vanilla person. So I, I, even I get weirded out. I can't imagine what it's like if you actually do start up shit online. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Even like I, I was reading blog snark the other day, which is like the Reddit thread. About, wait, there's, a, um, there's a Reddit thread called blog snark. Yeah. It's just about bloggers or whatever. And there was like a blue check, like whatever blue check snark, like Twitter blue check snark. And I was just reading the thread and then someone was like, oh, Sophie Ross is so annoying. Like something like that. Uh, and, I see, was I like, can't... and I was just scrolling the thread and I was like, oh, ouch. That kind of yeah. hurts. Well, the, the reason why it hurts though is because I think, well, I know, I don't think this is for you, but for me, I like, I don't like myself a lot of the time. So I do, I'll tend to agree with that one comment instead of the 99 other comments that are like, I like that dude. I'll always go with that one person of like, they know the real me. They know I suck, you know? Like, it's like one of those things I have to work on in therapy. Uh, just like Ben Affleck should be going to therapy because he did a Mother's Day tribute with Jennifer Gardner today saying, this is actually kind of nice. So happy to share these kids with you. Luckiest parents in the world. Thanks for all the good you do. Happy Mother's Day. Love their dad. Here's a Starbucks gift card. No, um, uh, I the Ben Jen thing, Jennifer Gardner, I, I hate to put people up on a pedestal, but Jennifer Gardner seems like a saint. Yeah, she seems like a very genuinely sweet person. From everything I've heard, she does seem just like genuinely sweet. Do so, you, yeah, I, I mean, she deserves better than Ben. Isn't it interesting, though, that like Ben Affleck in all arguments could be like, you know, you really say like Goodwill Hunting, well-written movie, good movie. A lot of his movies, pretty good. A lot of his movies, box office successes. Um, He's what a good would Argo? Writer. Argo. One, didn't he win he like Oscars? Directing? Oscars, yeah. yeah. Like the guy has really, but it is funny. I was laughing about this with my friend Annabelle the other day. I was laughing that all of this and the things that I remember about him are these sullen looks the coffee mugs, the Duncan, like those are the things that are like drilled into my memory. 
including one with Jennifer Gardner, and this is why I think she's a saint, was there was this insane paparazzi photo, you guys. You guys probably know the one I'm talking about, where Jennifer Gardner drove him to rehab after they had split up. And they had split up, and he was dating like a playmate. This is about four, three, four years ago. And there's this shot of Jennifer Gardner taking Ben Affleck to Jack in the Box before rehab. And she's with a, a girlfriend in the front seat. She's driving and Ben's in the back and she's passing a Jack in the Box bag, which looked hefty, um, and to Ben, a crying Ben Affleck. And to me, that summed up so much in that photo of also this man is in my life for better or worse. He is the father of our kids and I will drive him to rehab and I do care about him and I will take him through a Jack in the Box fast food drive through lane on the way to rehab. And to me, that story is everything that I find interesting about pop culture is when you realize they're real. Yeah. Yeah. His, I mean, yeah, for sure. His divorce dad energy is just in general, like off the charts. Um, and yeah, Jennifer Garner just seems like, you know, she's been there for him for better or worse. Um, and, you know, obviously it didn't work out with them. And I think that's, you know, better probably for both of them and yeah I mean it does suck that Ben Affleck's I feel like his personal life has definitely overshadowed any sort of work he's done recently like I can't even remember one movie that he's been in recently so well, my my favorite filmed work recently was his uh Raya thing where did you unmatch me on Raya oh yeah that was a good uh, one which by the way I do want to ask if you were on dating apps at any time Sophie and you came across Ben Affleck if you were ever on Raya would you click? Uh, I don't know how it works. I 100% would. I would. I do anything for the story. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that would be not because I like Ben Affleck or his looks, but Correct. I want the story. Correct. I would not. I'm not like someone that's like, you know, my panties are dropping for Ben Affleck. <laughs> that's not what's happening. But yes, for the story, I absolutely would. Would you do the same with Matthew Perry? Um, no, because only because I'm not a huge friends fan. I'm not like Brittany and Jax. If I were like, if it were someone from a, a show that I was very passionate about, then yes, but I'm not a huge friends fan. Not worth it to me. I'm glad you have, you have standards. You have yes. things that you follow. Uh, but where do you fall on, uh, people releasing personal information that were on dating apps? I know the 19 year old that Matthew Perry was, or maybe 20, I don't know what age, the legal girl that was on a legal dating app that matched with this person. Now there's that TikTok trend that we are potentially seeing form of busting out these celebrities and their, their behavior on dating apps. And I will say Matthew Perry didn't like whack off in front of the girl or anything like that, but it, it did. It made me very sad, but do you have any kind of, do you fall on that? Well, that's a private dating it app. Is that's kind not of, cool. It is kind of sad that like they just can't date like normal people. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like celebrities, of course they have, you know, wealth and all of these things, but I think, you know, in the age of social media, it's not probably super easy to be a celebrity. Um, yeah, I think it kind of, yeah, it sucks. I wouldn't want to be famous. Like I would not want to be like that, like where yeah. you literally can't do anything without it. Like, you know, going viral on TikTok or Twitter or whatever it is like. That kind of sucks. You kind of feel bad for him. I think Ben Affleck deep down is just a troubled, lonely person. So I wish him the best. I don't think him and J-Lo are going to get back together. 
him and Jen Garner are done, but whoever he ends up with, wish him the best. Is there any way you want to bet me on the J-Lo Ben Affleck stuff? Yeah, we can bet. I mean, we're you're going to owe me money soon when Hannah doesn't get invited back to Summer House. So yeah, we can oh, do it. Okay, okay. So we already bet. have that bet going. Let's do a $20 bet if Ben Affleck and J-Lo are going to, if they'll, yeah. they'll be together. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'll take that bet. So if I owe you 40, if Hannah doesn't get invited back, and if Jen and, and ben, ben Lowe, whatever we call them, if they don't get back together, you got 40 coming to you. But if for some reason, both of those are true. I got 40 coming to me. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, you brought up Jackson, Brittany being big fans of friends. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brittany Cartwright on her first mother's day. Now, Jax being the newly formed saint, he posted on his Instagram today that he got a habit hamburger truck, which is a really great hamburger place in Los Angeles. He got a habit truck to pull up to their house. And I believe they're making free hamburgers for all of Valley village. And which is like, are you like, okay, if you don't know Jax, you go, that's a really fucking cool thing. Like, I, I hope I live in that area. In fact, I was thinking, I was like, I know where they live. I could go get a hamburger, you know? You should have. I really should have. But then he'd be like, who are you? You po- you tagged me on this. You tagged me that you, I, you ate a burger because of me. What are you doing here, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. My problem with this, as always, is performative social media yeah, so antics performative. Is, so performative. is that there's one thing, but also there is this, there's a couple things that are at play here that like just don't sit well with me. It's Jax. He's really trying to show people that he is an amazing person. Of course, the other thing into this is that you have, if you have a $1.2 million tax lien, maybe not the insanely smartest thing to rent a hamburger truck and then post it on social media because i imagine those things are like a couple grand to do i would imagine and thirdly you know this week and i i even know that you don't comment on a woman's body ever you know you're not supposed but especially after somebody's given birth or when they're pregnant and Brittany expressed um extreme disappointment and kind of shared her pregnancy journey and how she didn't hold the same way as Sheena and Lala and she found herself on her phone more and it was very sad for her. And there is a video of, I think it was people or us weekly or something where Brittany goes, it's Brittany and Jax. And she goes, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give myself six months and then I'm going to start getting back in shape and it's going to take a while to get my, and you guys, there is zero wrong with Brittany is saying, in fact, like, man, you take all the time in the world. Yeah. Jax's reaction to her saying, I could be reading into things, you guys, but there is the hardest double take. His head snaps to her of like six months. Like it, I, it, it, it to me, what, I don't know if I'm reading into this. I want, I'm going to send it to Sophie because I, I don't know if I'm just being paranoid, but it really was one of those things is I do, I do think sometimes when you're performative, like Jax has been, and there's always room to change, especially with God in the mix, but I don't know if I ever believe it. And I do get nervous sometimes, not for Britney with the fans, but for Britney with Jax, because I do have this weird image of Jax sometimes making her feel weird about things or her body. I could be completely oh, 1, wrong. percent. We, we watched them for eight seasons, however long, like he's always, you know, made comments about women's physical appearances and Britney's physical appearance. Like we're not just going to act like Jax is all of a sudden like, so deep and like not you know a shallow like physical person anymore like we know Jax he cares about that shit 
And, you know, if he isn't liking what he's seeing, unfortunately, we know Jax is going to go like fuck girls at the gym, probably. Well, and he said, like, I mean, this is a guy that bought her boobs, put some D's on it. And he said he owns those boobs. Like, I believe if Jax was at his evilest, if they had ever split up, he would have asked for those boobs back. You know, like he would have like, take them out. I want them. Um, uh, so that, that to me, I always keep an eye on that. Um, uh, Britney Spears, uh, has requested to speak at a conservatorship meeting. Um, but we really don't know which way this is going to go because Britney is as always, whoever is in control of Britney's social media, whether that Britney or somebody else has posted a lot more cryptic messages that kind of come out against the say the free Britney movement. Um, yeah, and I'm really I don't curious think, what this is. I think that her social media is not being run by her. So the people running her social media like want to stay in control, therefore do not like the free Britney movement. And so, yeah, it's all very messy. But I think the fact that she'll be testifying and be able to speak for herself will be like incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, and then tonight, you guys, we have the Watch What Happens Live bravo kids special um they're doing the special uh you know with all the kids from the past uh seasons of housewives and i'll be interested did you watch any of the special watch what happens live uh this week i watched the one that ended up being on after summer house or before summer house or before million dollar oh and that was the uh the old housewives right yeah with like taylor armstrong and yeah i watched that one i think that was the only one i watched this week honestly the house husbands was funny and you know, Joey Gorgon, all those kind of like, it's like yeah. toxic masculinity, but it's funny, you know? Yeah. And, I saw uh, clips of like some of it on Twitter. The one thing I do want to point out is that ratings for that week were way, way, way down. And I mentioned this idea at the beginning of it. And I kind of want to close with this idea as well. Is that like, I get scared that maybe people aren't into it as much as I am or we are. And I just did, I get scared because like we said, the sliver of audiences, you know, with Netflix and Paramount plus and HBO max, um, I do get scared. It's like, these things are so exciting to me. Like I thought that was so cool. Watch what happens live did all these special shows bringing back people from the past, but people didn't want, I mean like Bravo chat room ratings were bigger for certain weeks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that what Bravo needs to do is make more of their shows available on streaming services, just because the reality is like Gen Z is like, you know, they don't have cable. A lot of Gen Z kids aren't paying for cable. There's paying for Netflix, Hulu, et cetera. And there are a lot of real housewives on Hulu, but they need to put freaking summer house, Southern charm, like they need to put everything on streaming services. And I think that's how that's just, you know, free marketing advice for any Bravo execs. Well, they need to, yeah, they need to organize the hub where it all comes out right. of. They but need I'm to not organize. worried. I'm not worried about like the Bravo audience, like just not being enough for our like favorite shows to stay on because the reality is like the Bravo fan base is like, notoriously rabid and like very passionate they wouldn't just you know give up on the bravo fan base ever 
Okay, well, I'm going to take your word for it. And that actually, yeah. I do know you're smarter than I am, so I will. And by the way, I hate that, like, we're getting back to normal in the world. Now I have fucking, like, a motorcycle gang always outside my street oh. revving there. Like, I just saw him on Friday just doing wheelies back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, come on, guys. I'd rather be in quarantine again. Have you had any annoying moments like that where you're like, fuck, we're getting back to normal? I guess, like, I'm a fast walker, so now I'm, like, the slow walkers are back, and I'm just, like, I get so annoyed. Cannot stand <laughs> slow walkers. Um, the last thing I wanted, I had the, uh, I had the weirdest person, like, I not the, uh, a company reached out, and uh, it was like, hey, we want to send you something, and I was like, free shit, fuck yeah, like, I was like, finally, let's do this. And, you know, I don't really have a lot of say in what gets sent to me. I know one of my favorite products that I keep forgetting to post a picture of was my, um, my torts, towel shorts. Somebody made shorts out of towel material. And I, for, I'm the spokesman for torts now, which I love. But th- I saw this in my DMs the other day and I was like, fuck, yeah, something free. And then I looked at it and it was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, like a, uh, it was like, nut shaver grooming kit for your nuts and i was like and i was like oh cool like and then i was like well it's not like yeah i mean it's like i don't it's like i don't need i mean like it's not like that's like my number one want in life but if somebody's going to send me a nut shaver for free like what who why am not I to, yeah who yeah, am i to turn down a nut not? shaver like it's finally time to start monopolizing the popularity of all of this and a nut yeah. shaver is where we're at so that's actually Actually, Ian Rappaport, who's an NFL reporter, got suspended from his job because he did an ad for like one of those manscaping. Like (laughs) he did an ad and I guess it was like against his like he wasn't allowed to do that with his job. And he like got suspended for it. It was this whole thing. I was like, that's so all over a manscaping ad. So I sit there and I'm reading this and I'm like, you know what? yeah, I want the nut shaver. Like, is it, is it, I don't care. I want the nut shaver. So I write back. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, you know, and if I like it, I'll, I'll post it, you know? And then they go, they go a couple hours go by to the point where I check. I'm like, did the nut shaver people write me back yet? I'm like waiting for it. And they write me back and they're like, great. Okay. Here's the deal. We're going to knock off 70%. If you send $39.95, and I, I don't even get a no. free nut shaver. They want, they're, they're trying to reach out to people like me and trying to make yeah. them feel good that I should get a free nut shaver. And then they charge me $40. I've gotten so many. That's how a lot That's of what I wanted to ask. What did, what is the weirdest thing you've uh, been offered or received or any of this through social media? Well, a lot of these brands do that because they will still make money. They're like, Oh, they're making you feel special. Like you've been chosen to be a brand. Well, I know. I felt special. Really I was like, yeah. Money. Yeah. So they do that all the time. And I just like delete those messages. But I will say one time I was writing a story because I write about beauty on the side and I get sent like a lot of random like products and stuff like that. But I was writing about my favorite moisturizer, which is the Charlotte Tilbury moisturizer. And I was like, you know, in the story, I was like, I just don't think that you need to spend so much money on like skincare. But if you're a La Mer PR rep and you're reading this, feel free to send me something. Me La too, Mer, whatever you the don't knockoff know. of Lumaire. Feel free to send it, me that. Well, if you don't know what Lumaire is, it's like the most expensive. It's one of the most expensive skincare brands. It's just a luxury, like extremely expensive. So it's not something that I would really be able to afford on my own, but a La Mer PR rep probably had like Google alerts on, you know, La Mer mentions and articles. And she was like, 
saw your article. I think I can change your mind about La Mer. And they sent me like a little PR package. And I actually have another story coming up where, you know, I have, I'm assigned to write more about La Mer. So I'm like, I'm going to ask for more La Mer products because they're incredible. So that was like one, one exciting thing that happened because usually it is a lot of like these small brands that are, you know, just trying to get themselves out there, but to have like a legitimate, like brand reach out was really I mean, and I'm a writer. It's not for me to post on Instagram. It's for oh, me to yeah. write. Well, and by the way, I, and I do want to remind people, I can be bought. I do want nut <laughs> shavers. I, if you guys work for a competing nut shaver company, I'm really wanting to now get into nut shaving or any kind of thing. So please, yeah. all the free stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I need to show my mom that she wants me to move back from LA. And I just want to know that like, I'm good. Um, uh, Sophie, is there anything you're looking forward to this week? Anything uh, that we need to keep our eyes out for? And also, I want to remind people, I will have said this in the intro as well. Uh, Sophie's Betches article on the Jen Shaw case has uh, come out. And I want everybody to go read that. It was really great work. Uh, we're all very proud of Sophie and we got to support. Is there oh, anything else that we need to be on the lookout for? Um, cruel summer. I'm extremely <laughs> into. you talked about that last week. Yeah, I fucking love cruel summer. And I think I've been like, kind of not as into top chef because I've just been so into summer house. Yeah. But now I'm excited to get back into top chef this season and like really get into it. I love top chef. There's a new murder doc on Netflix called Sons, oh, Sons of, of Sam. Sam. Now, yeah. you guys, I watched the first episode. I really liked it because it has a lot of archival footage from New York in the 70s. And you just really, your imagination goes wild of what things would have been like before social media and like really how insane it would have been. But I really want to really just make it a general, if anybody from Netflix operations is listening, I don't want to see shit unless it's solved. If you have a wild theory up your ass, prove your theory or I don't need to watch four episodes. They had, this is a robbery and the fucking thing didn't get solved at the end. And now I'm wondering who has these paintings and now it's another thing in my stupid mind that I have. No, but I do love Unsolved Mysteries, the show. That's (laughs) one of my favorite shows of all time. No, did you you watch the uh, new uh, one on Netflix? Yeah, of course. That alien one was insane. I'm never as into the alien ones because I just always assume that the people are crazy. Sorry. It's wait, wait, the wait, other wait. ones that I get into. believe in aliens? Myself. I mean, like, I just don't believe in the random people getting, like, I can't remember what it was. But I just, I just don't get as into the UFO alien stories. I get into the unsolved murder stories and unsolved mysteries. Those ones freak me out. When there's, like, an unsolved death, like, that is what freaks out the aliens. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. It's so, it's so, I keep saying this and it's like so horrible because I watched a dateline, like a two hour dateline last week and it like just didn't do anything for me, which is so fucking insane of me to say of like, this dateline did nothing for me. I like the ones that are really going like, that's so crazy that we live in a day and age where we have access to all of these murder stories. And now I'm judging which ones are exciting or not. Like that's insane. But at the same time, I kind of love it, you know? I actually have been very into like unsolved stuff for a really long time. And I feel like recently I've just been on the unsolved mysteries Reddit or unresolved mysteries. There are a bunch of different subreddits with just all of these different cases that are, they just freak me out. I just get very like, just freaked out. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this person? I don't know. I just what think was it's the all one, What was the one, uh, the, 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 the one that just happened this week that they might've caught the guy? Kristen that- Smart. 
Is that Kristen it? It was like Kristen Stark, California. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually just listened to the podcast called um, Your Own Backyard about that case. And the podcast actually Helped. kind of led to him getting caught. Yeah. It was like an actual example of a podcast really like doing investigative work and actually helping actually close the case. And they had really, this guy was the only suspect for like the 25 years since she disappeared or however long it was, but they finally had enough to really like nail him finally. Thank God, because there's also proof that he's just been a serial rapist for years and probably he's probably killed other women. I don't know. His dad helped him do it. It was, I highly recommend that podcast if you're in a true crime podcast. It's called, what is it again? Your Own Backyard. Your Own Backyard. Okay. And it's about the Kristen Smart disappearance. Well, if you ever, uh, if there, I know this is probably is in our, my lane or your, our lane, you know, but if there's ever one you really want to talk about, send me the info because it would be actually a fascinating one off, you know? Yeah, no, I'm like super into like all true crime podcasts, everything. So, yeah. Um, well, Sophie, you have done it again. Everybody loves you except for that one person who doesn't. And uh, I hope you have a great week. If anything exciting happens this week, please share with us. And uh, we will, uh, is there anything final that we, we need to know? No, just happy Mother's Day, Ryan. Happy Mother's Day to Mrs. Ross. Happy Mother's Day to Mrs. <laughs> Bailey. Uh, and we yes, love- and a happy Mother's Day to Mrs. Bailey, of course. Um, but uh, we will talk to you next time. Uh, thanks, Soph. Thank you. Five. <laughs> Betches.